Hey girl, welcome to the She Believed He Could podcast, a declaration encouraging women to believe again. Hebrews 11.1 says, Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. So join me, your host, as I open up about my faith to believe in marriage, motherhood, sisterhood, and so much more. Let's start the show. Episode one, let's go. Let me tell you all, I am so grateful. I am beyond happy um, of all the love that I've gotten on yesterday. I am recording this one day after I released the platforms for this podcast. She believed he could is a declaration. We're locking arms. We're embracing our struggles and we are empowering our faith. And I truly believe that this podcast will be something so unorthodox to where it isn't one way or the other. It's all of what you make it. And so I truly believe that's where faith comes in because I can believe in something and you can believe in another. But together, the faith combined um, just speaks volumes. So I am truly grateful. I was literally in tears yesterday. I was trying to keep my composure. I was at work and in the midst of God just blowing my mind, I was like, Father, thank you for allowing me to step outside of myself to see you, to experience you, to embrace you. Thank you for allowing me to get out of my way because I truly feel that I could not have done it without him. I think I'll still be holding me back. And I know that a lot of people can relate to this. A lot of girls, we hold ourselves back 100% because we are in our own heads about the naysayers, the woulda, coulda, shouldas, the the doubt, the not really having that security in ourselves, um, And of course, just past mistakes and things that we've walked through constantly are coming back up to the forefront and we're like man I'm not worthy to do something like this who am I to say anything and so I have just been that way like I've been okay sitting in my tiny little chair in my tiny little corner and God is saying I didn't take you and bring you out of what I've brought you out of basically I didn't take you through to bring you out for you to keep quiet amen like I didn't do that I need you to glorify me. I need you to tell my people about me. I need you to spread my gospel. I need you to see that you're powerful and I am with you. So all of this transpired. I've been getting the podcast in the works, the graphics, everything like that. I, that part of it, I'm good. But the part of actually just opening my mouth and stepping out on faith, okay, I get a little shaky. The, the anxiety goes on an all-time high and I'm just like, Father, what is it, you know? And this week alone, God really showed himself to me. It was like an outer body experience, okay? Literally, he, he, he brought himself inside of a room to where it, was, it wasn't preachy. It wasn't, we weren't reading our Bibles. We weren't worshiping. It, was, it wasn't anything that I would have expected him to show himself in. Like, you know, God is not a God of, of our thoughts and he's not a God of our ways. He has his, God does what he want to do when he want to do it, okay? We, we are stuck in time. He is not. He is 
an omnipresent God. Like he's everywhere before, behind, to the left and to the right. We're the ones trying to walk forward each uh, step at a time in time. Okay. So literally he showed himself to me in a place where I least expected it. And that's how I know that it was God. And that's why I really love Hebrews 11 one, because it says that faith is the assurance. Faith alone is the assurance of the things that we hope for. Right. So we hope for things, but expecting them to to happen or to come in a certain way to where we can say, oh, yeah, that was God. God is saying, I don't need you to be checking for me. I need you just to believe in your whole heart that I can do this. And just this past two months, four weeks, eight weeks, who's counting? Right. Because God is not a God of time. We we can go back and say, I remember this time and this time when these things happen. And if we if we stayed in that, we will be just stuck in that. We will be stuck in time and we would never look forward. We will never continue to walk with him because we're so stuck on what he's done and not and not really counting our blessings on what he's continuing to do. And if he doesn't do anything else, just know that that he's done enough. OK, and so. Over these last you know, a couple months or whatever, God has just been revealing himself to me in such a way to where he's saying, it's not that I won't do this for you because I will. It's not that you should be asking me when it's more. So I'm going to show you that I can, but I'm also, I'm also, I'm going to bring it to you in such a way to where you're going to see that you don't really need that. You don't really want this, but I will give it to you just to show you that I am God. I am father, I'm alpha and omega, you know? And so, and he did just that, like mind blowing, right? And I'm just like, God, like I literally, each time he presented something to me, gave me the desires of my heart, I had to go repent because it's, that's not what I wanted. And that's the thing about God is not that he won't do it because he will, but he, he keeps certain things away from us because that's not truly what we need. It's a want. And so I went to repent like, Father, I'm sorry. You know, if I ever doubted you, I'm sorry. And it's not we can't. We're human. Right. So to say that you've never doubted, you never questioned. Oh, no, I go to the father and I'm like, God, father, why this, that and the third? What is this, that and over there? What 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 is this? Because that's he wants us to come not really confront, but he wants us to confide and in that relationship part of it to where we can come to him with questions and doubt. That's what he wants us to do. Because with that, um, we are building our faith, one, and the trust that um, he will see us through, you know, through the confusion, through the doubt, um, because he is not a God of those things. And so, when those things arises in us, we can present that to God and say, God, I don't want I don't want to be confused. I don't want the dysfunction. Take it away from me, Lord. And and literally falling at his feet and being free from it because he's not a God of those things. You know, he's a creator. He's an awesome God. He's an all time God to where those very things that we we dwell in. There is so little to what he can do in our life. But we rather hold on because it's tangible, because we're feeling it. The emotions are just 
taking over and I was like, no more, no more. I cannot allow myself to stay stuck in, in me. And so God put me in the fire once more, once more. And I used to be afraid of the fires. I used to be like, God, you know, where are you? Why am I in the fire? I never understood it then. I never understood that he has to take us through those fires to show us that he is God and that he is still good. So before I was like, oh, God, like, where are you? You're not hearing my prayers. I'm suffering, Lord. (laughs) I'm suffering, Lord. Take it away, Lord. I don't want it. And God is saying it's in the your very suffering that you need me the most. But you think that I'm not with you. You feel that I have abandoned you. And when I was like, when I thought about it, I'm like, those are the very moments where you're the closest. I literally started shouting, started crying, praising my father in the fire. Okay, because it's those are the very moments where he's the closest. He he's literally holding our hand, standing with us in the fire. There was another in the fire. We're not alone. So again, he took me through the fire. And this time I embraced the fire. I I literally went in and was like, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. It's hot. It's it's not looking good. But I know that my God will bring me out and I will not smell like smoke and I will not come out burnt. I will come out of this in the midst of it. I started praising my God for what I know that he can do that only he can do. So when when you find yourself in those moments or in those crises to where you feeling like this is the end, this is it. No, begin to praise, begin to open your mouth and shout and really just thank your father for what he's doing on the other side of the fire, on the other side of the troubled waters. He is there waiting for you. Um, giving you the time that you need to begin to to trust him and, and to have faith that he will see you through. It's it's okay to start buckling at the knees. We're human. Even Jesus went back three times to the Father. Father, if this is your will, but you know, on the on the flip side of it, you know, you know, if this ain't really gotta happen then I'm good too. You know, like he was human and people forget that. People forget that Jesus, I Jehovah Jireh was human. He felt every bit of the pain of the dysfunction, of the confusion, of the, of the weakness of flesh and blood. He felt all of that. And that was intentional because we, as people, we walk through the same things that Jesus did. You know, the abandonment, the frustration, the doubt, the people uh, wanting to kill, wanting to get rid of people, not wanting him to be what he was. And that's what we face as humans, as people of life. We walk through some of those same trials and those same tribulations. But what make him Jesus Christ is that the will of his father was getting done and was being and was being a testimony regardless 
of what he felt and what he thought. Because there was plenty of times where Jesus could have said, y'all are tripping, I'm out. Y'all ain't going to get it, I'm done, I'm tired, I'm fed up. These people, they're, they, just, they just don't care. So you can't tell me there couldn't have been frustration. Jesus kept going into solitude and solitary to pray to the Father. Look, this is a lot. These people are so stuck in their ways. I am here. I am blessing. I am performing miracles right in their face. Right. They can reach out and touch me. I am here with them. And there's still disbelief and there's still doubt. What more do they want, Father? I've done so much. I'm teaching. I'm blessing. I'm, I, miracles are happening. Signs and wonders. Raising death to life. Blind to see. These things are happening, Father, for your people, for the good of those who love you. And yet, they still want to believe that this none of this is true none of this of what they say i mean none of this of what i say as jesus would have said is true about you father that i'm not my father and my father am not i so again as people we walk in some of that we walk in and again that's intentional because there's something there, there's not something that our our god and our father can't handle his his only son walked through worse, basically, if you want to look at it in that way. Because I'm, I, I'm pretty sure nobody will want to carry that cross to death. Not in that suffering. We, 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 we always say, take it away, Lord. I don't want it. Take, I, want to, I want to be out. We want to be free. But it's in the suffering where God's hand is on us the most. So learning to embrace the struggles, that was hard for me. Because to me, struggle was a sign of weakness. I want to be strong. Oh, yes, I want to look independent. I want to show people that I got it all together. I'm good. I'm good. But God, it was like, if you're so strong, why do you need me? And without even questioning me, that is what I was presenting to the father. Like, I'm good. I got this. I got a job. I'm making money. I'm paying my bills. And that's when we find ourselves the furthest from God. Because we so independent, we so strong. Why, you know, you find yourself not even needing God. But when stuff hit the fan, when a job lets you go, when the money runs out, you're like, God, where are you? God is like, I'm right where you left me. Two years ago, when you got that job, I'm, I'm still right there. And, you're, and it's not that he's there because, because he hasn't moved or walked with us, but he's there because that's where we left him. There's two sides. You know, the relationship goes both ways. He's never left us. His hand is always with us. Just how you say, God, where am I? And immediately you got a response or an answer. But but during those two years, you haven't reached out. You haven't you haven't called upon the Lord. You haven't prayed. You haven't you haven't sought him in such a way to where you would know that he's been walking with you this entire time.
But when things are going left and when things aren't looking good for you, you're saying, God, where are you? He's not hearing my prayers. You know, God, if you're such a good, good father, if you're such a good God, then why am I, why am I suffering? So let's change our perspectives on that. You're suffering because you need him. And he needs you to know that. He needs you to know that life is so much better on the other side of your suffering. But if you don't open your eyes, if you, if you're, if you're, if your heart posture is not towards him and your, and your eyes and your ears are not open towards him and you're not being receiving of his word and of his love, you'll continue to suffer. Because just like there's a God, there's an enemy who loves your suffering, who loves to see you in pain. So you not seeking God, that's the enemy's way of keeping you in that very place as well. So. I say all that to say, guys, that this podcast is a declaration for all my beautiful sisters out there that I'm no longer going to keep my mouth quiet. I don't care too much for the little chair in the little corner that I'm going to speak up and I'm going to speak out because my father, my good, good father has walked me hand in hand. Through some fires, storms, through some difficult decisions in my life. I have four kids, a husband of almost seven years. I just turned 30. My oldest is 13. We have a blended family. And I was raised by a single mother. I don't know my father, my earthly father. I dealt with insecurity, self-identity, going through the boy troubles and, and settling, not knowing my worth, not knowing what it means to be loved by a good father in heaven, not knowing the sacrifice that Jesus gave for my life, not knowing that is because of him that I am here, that I exist because he knew me before I was formed in my mother's womb. He knew that I would be here. He knew I would struggle. He knew I would stumble. I would fall. I would break. But he knew that I would see him in such a way, in a, in a such a light To where I could let all of that go, all of the past hurt, all of the past pain, and continue to walk with him and believing him for all he's done and all he's going to continue to do in my life. And I just thank God that I get it. You know, there's so many of us who don't, who are unsure. And it's okay to say, I don't know about this. It is okay, and I think that it's in those moments of those moments of I don't know where we can go to God and say, "Okay, God, I'm not sure, but I do believe that you can where there's where there's haziness, you can bring clarification, you can bring um, 
you could bring such a light into this where if it doesn't look good right now, I know that you will come in and, and make it to where um, I can see. My eyes will be open before you. But we have to be willing to go. We have to be willing to go without, without even knowing what's to come. We have to be like Peter. And what I love about Peter's story, and I don't know if y'all ever caught this, but Peter said, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come. Like, <laughs> Peter was like, I, you told me that was you, and I think I see you, but if it's you, tell me to come. I need to hear you. I need to I need to know that you want me to come because I ain't going to come if you don't want me to come. Like, and I love that boldness of Peter. Like, Peter, he was like, uh-uh. If that's you, Lord, tell me to come. I need to know you want me over there. <laughs> like, because in that, you have to look at it like this. If you tell me to come, there's a will, there's a want, there's a need. There's such a love and a desire that I got you. Please come. Peter started walking on the water and he and he was like, Lord, these waves are so big. The, the waters are so troubled. And literally, Jesus reached out and grabbed him. Again, that need, that want, that desire, that love was already presented there and then he said you have such little faith like i'm standing before you right now and still you doubting me his disciples so who are you not to doubt who are you not to be unsure who are you to be confused or to not be confused okay so again taking all of that to the father because it's in those very moments where he can reveal himself to you. But to be out here playing it safe is not revealing. You're not doing yourself any justice. So again, guys, I am so excited. I cannot wait to dive in to next time episode. I don't know how that came out, but till we join next time on episode two, I'm going to a deep dive into the story of Jonah yes and that was a childhood story where I was like man Jonah got in the well he was in the well for three days and three nights because he was rebelling like Jonah just was like mm -mm, God I'm going over here miss me with all that I'm going that way <laughs> but when I read that 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 book and of the Bible I believe it's four chapters I don't even, I can honestly say, I don't think I made it past the second chapter, maybe. But I always thought Jonah rebelled. He got swallowed up by a big fish or a big whale, how they say, for three days and three nights. And so, again, I'm, gonna, I'm going to elaborate a little bit more next time we get uh, this time together. But I have to definitely give y'all my perspective on it, my takeaway, and what God uh, revealed to me, the revelation he gave me about Jonah. Listen, it brought me down. I was like, Jonah, what happened? <laughs> 
So y'all, again, she believe he could. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be lit. I am. I'm not a. I'm not a churchy, churchy girl. I'm not a holy, holy saint. But I do believe in my father. I, I stand with him. I ride for him. You know, y'all better know about it. Talk about it. And that's just what we gonna do. Um, again, she believe he could podcast. It's happening. So I declare great, amazing things in this community. I need you to be bold in your faith, despite what it looks like to you, homegirl. I need you to know that my God is an awesome God, and he sits high. Don't get it twisted. Don't mistake it. He sits high, but he looks low, and he see you. He see you in such a way to where he's waiting. He's waiting on your yes. He's waiting on your 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 will and your desire to seek him. So I see you too. And we can do this together. So until next time, girlfriend. Holla.